So I want to show you in this video how you can never underprice for your info products again and how you can confidently charge high prices knowing what it's worth and get great clients and great results for them. So my name is Ryan Matthews. Before you get all worked up, no, I'm not like everyone else trying to copy Sam Evans. I'm not a coach teaching coaches how to be coaches. In fact, I don't have a course to sell you at all, which I know might be a little bit surprising, but it's true. I make my money using a model I call consulting label, which is not why you're here. So let's jump in to how to price info products to be able to scale to seven figures. So there's four core things I want you to know as you begin to start thinking about pricing or raising your prices wherever you're at. And these four things will help dictate where you price. So the first thing I want to get into here is value versus time. So if you're used to the way the world works, which is typically you trade time for money, right? Because everyone's time, whether you want to admit it or not, is worth a certain amount of money, right? I don't care who it is. If I offered them a certain amount of money, every single person on the face of this planet would say yes at a certain price, right? Unless they're ridiculous, right? Like that's just a fundamental truth, right? But if you think about your info products in that way, you'll end up drastically undercharging for them and not being able to scale your company. Because Info products don't really work like that. You're not trading necessarily your time for money. So you want to price based on value. What I mean by that is let's say in a theoretical situation, you sell a program that helps photographers get more clients. Well, you might be able to help a photographer make an extra $100,000 per year, okay? So if you can help make an extra $100,000 per year, how much is it worth for them to get that? So we're talking in 10 years, they can make a million dollars from this. 10K, right? Does that sound pretty reasonable, right? So I want you to start thinking about that. What can you get them, right? And I mean, be honest, like what is a normal expected result if they do what you say? Don't look at all the people that don't do anything, right? That's, you know, you're not gonna price based on that. Um, In fact, you just wanna not sell those people, hopefully. But, you know, the people that are gonna actually use it, what can they get out of it? And then price off of that, right? And be honest with yourself. So you want to charge based on value, not on time, which brings me to my second point is that it's never the price. You see a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, no no one will ever buy at that price. You know, it's not selling because it's too expensive. We need to go cheaper. We need to go cheaper. We need to go cheaper. And, you know, I hear this all the time and I get it. I was there too. And just to give you some backstory, my first info product, we sold at $497 or $297 times two. So two payments. And um, that was because that's what we felt was right, right? So that sounds good. And we didn't really know what we were doing, right? And I remember being very scared to raise the price. And eventually we ended up charging almost $6,000 for not that exact same product, but that exact same offer. Where we added some things to it, if that makes sense. I'll get to that in a minute. But it's never the price. So I hear this even with my, my sales reps where they're like, hey, you know, uh, this person said no. Joe said no because he can't afford it right? And I'm like, ding, 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 false. That's just not true, right? Here's why. Because if you told Joe, unless he's crazy, that there was a 10, or there's a Ferrari in his driveway, Ferrari, brand new, worth $200,000, right? And you would give it to him for $10,000 and he could take it right now and go sell it at a dealer for, you know, 200 grand, right? Make like that. Does it matter if Joe doesn't have the money? No, he will find a way to get it. Why? Because of the value to price discrepancy is so large that he's going to. 
So in the same sense, we want our courses, our info products to seem to be a $10,000 Ferrari, right? Hopefully that makes sense. You want your info product to be a $10,000 Ferrari where it is literally a no-brainer. If you watch Alex Ramosi, that's kind of the same concept of how to make offers so good people feel stupid saying no and to give credit where credit's due. This concept actually came from Russell Brunson. I actually think I heard Hermosi say it, but he also got it from Russell Brunson. So it's never the price, okay? It's never the price. It's always the value. Now, the next point here that I think is so underrated because there's lots of gurus out there that teach you know, charge higher, high ticket, high ticket, high ticket, right? Which I agree with them. A high ticket info product is much easier to sell and much easier to scale when, you know, uh, or compared to a low ticket, right? But it's only when the founder and the salespeople actually believe it's worth that, right? Because if you're charging a price that go against your instincts, that go get your go against your gut feeling, right? You, you know, you think it's worth 2000, you're charging five because so-and-so told you to, well, you're not going to sell that very well, right? And you're going to be able to convey that over the, the, you know, phone call, sales videos, ads, whatever, without even thinking about it, right? Just subconsciously, because you don't fully believe that it's worth that, right? So go with your instincts. That's why we started at 500 bucks. We then raised it to a thousand a few months later, about a year later, we raised it to 2000 and then we raised it to 3,800 then we raised it to 5,800. Right, so how do we do that where we literally are like 10xing our pricing over three years? Well, the way we did it is we went based on our instincts and we raised the price when it was like, this is, li- we're literally charging like way too little. We need to double it, right? We need to add $2,000 more to it. It just didn't make sense, right? So when you get to that point, that's when you know you should raise your prices. But if you are getting that advice of you are charging too much, right, there's probably something there. And what I want you to do is this thought experiment. Ask yourself this question. This is what I did when I felt weird about raising my prices because I was talking with Cole Gordon, who if you don't know who he is, he's the founder of Closers.io. They make like 25 million bucks a year. He's a very smart guy. I've learned a ton from him. And I was talking to him about how I could scale my company. He's like, dude, you just have to raise your prices. Like if you look at every single company out there that you know has achieved the level of results that you want to achieve, they all charge way higher prices, right? They all charge way higher prices than what you're charging. So you need to raise your prices. So it's like, okay, I know he's right, but I don't feel good about it yet. And I need to go with my instincts. So I asked myself this question, what could I do that would make it for me just such a no brainer for them to enroll into this at 3,800 bucks? And I added quite a few things to the offer where we hired a new customer success manager and we brought him in to do one-on-one onboarding calls and checking calls right? And as well, a few other things to the product to make sure it was that much higher quality to justify in my mind, the increase in price, right? And then what's funny was, this is another thing that I want you guys to know, is as you raise the price, there's so many good aspects that come from that. One of the things that we realized was the average 30 day result of our clients, meaning how much money they made in 30 days, like literally jumped up to where the price was, Sorry, so when it was $1,000, our average 30-day result was $1,000 in revenue for our clients, right? In their first 30 days. And then when we raised it to 2,000, because they wanted to make that return back, it jumped to 2,000. When we raised to 3,800, people were starting to get closer to $4,000 in their average, right? So every single jump we made, our average result increased because the expectation increased, 
right? And there's a lot to be said about that. We don't have time for that here today. But just know there's a ton of great aspects that come second order consequences from raising your price, right? And that brings me to my next point, which is reverse engineering. So you have to ask the question, what do you want, right? Do you want a business that can scale to eight figures? Because if that's the case, you're going to have to have something high ticket, right? At least it's going to be a lot easier to get to eight figures, right? So if you want to get to eight figures, you have to be able to do that, especially if you have a small TAM, which is a total addressable market or total advertisable market. Um, meaning, you know, you sell to specific types of people, which you should be, right? You have to charge high ticket because your market just isn't big enough, right? So you reverse engineer, where do you want to go? And if you get stuck at a certain level for us, we were stuck at around $90,000 a month. And the main thing we changed, well, sorry, when we were stuck at $60,000 a month, one of the main things we changed to get to closer to 190 ish was we raised our price. And then we spent more on ads and, that, and because of raising the price, we had the ability to, to spend more on ads, right? To where it allowed us to get to those $200,000 months. So you want to reverse engineer what ultimately is my goal and then what pricing fits that, right? That doesn't mean you have to start there, but at least have that in mind, which is also another point as well is are you planning on having a backend? Because I think a lot of people see people like Grant Cardone or Traffic and Funnels, these companies where they have a lot of low ticket, right? Russell Brunson, another great example. They have books, they have mini courses, they have all these different things that they're like, oh, well, that's only, Russell's only selling something for $1,000, right? So you're telling me you have to sell something for 5,000, but Russell's not doing that. But what you don't understand is that Russell also has softwares where people are spending 100 300 even 1500 dollars a month after they bought his mini course because they bought his mini course or they're upgrading to things like the two comma club x coaching or whatever it's called where it's like close to two thousand dollars a month for it right or they're going in his inner circle where it's like i think 25 50, or maybe it's 50 hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars i don't know i haven't been pitched that for a while but um you know it, they're potentially spending a quarter million plus dollars a year with him. So for him to gather hundreds of thousands of customers on his books and his software and all that stuff, well, now he has more things to ascend them up the value ladder. So if that's your plan, then you can do that. But every single, one of the things I talk about all this all the time on this channel, if I could get across one thing, this would be it. You don't want to work on anything that isn't your bottleneck, right? So if you're trying to scale your company, and you're, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe you're, you keep fixing your VSL, whatever, right? If that's not your bottleneck, then it's not going to lead to the level of skill you want. You see so many people, including myself, we tend to optimize the 0.001% of something and literally just completely miss everything else, right? So the reason these companies like Russell Brunson, Grant Cardone, etc., the reason they have these books is because their bottleneck was lead flow, right? If they could... I'm pretty certain that they would just sell the $250,000 thing, but the thing is they're not going to get enough leads for that. So they have to make those leads themselves by taking them up the value ladder. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. So here's four core elements, value versus time. It's never the price. It's always the value, instinctual pricing and reverse engineering from where you want to go and what you want to scale to. If you apply these four things to your business, it will grow as a result of it. I want to give you one bonus thing in this book, Influence by Robert Caladini, called uh, the subline is The Psychology of Persuasion. He has something in here that he talks about um, the consistency bias, where we believe as humans that things, uh, maybe actually, 
reciprocation. It's one of the biases that humans have. Um, we believe that price and value coincide, right? Because typically they do, right? I, the, the example I always think of is Yeti coolers, right? Yeti charges more than Arctic, than uh, you know any other cool, igloo, whatever, right? And what we immediately believe is that Yeti is better, right? And I'm, I think they actually are, right? So it works for us well where we are typically not rewarded and actually punished for buying cheap, right? You probably heard the saying, cheapskakes buy twice, right? We go out, we buy the igloo cooler, it ends up sucking, doesn't work, right? So we go and we actually fork out the money to buy the Yeti, right? Maybe with a watch, whatever, it doesn't matter. So we have this bias built into us because it works so well that you don't want to buy the cheap thing, you want to buy the better thing, right? So in the same sense, when you're charging based on the value you can provide, it's so much more believable. Where if I tell you, I'll come in and I'll build you a seven-figure funnel for $300, it's like, that doesn't really make much sense. You're going to make me a million dollars for $300, right? But if I'm like, I'll come in, I'll build you seven figure final for $25,000. And I'm also going to take 15% of everything you make. Now that's a lot more believable. And you can see how that's a lot higher uh, quality is what it seems like, right? Um, and a lot of times it is. So it works very, very well for us, right? And this is uh, the reason I'm just going on a rant now, but why Louis, the Louis Vuitton CEO is one of the richest men in history because he built a brand that sells these really low price items, but they for high prices so people think that they're good, right? And I'll tell you, he built Louis Vuitton. So anyways, hopefully this was helpful for you. Uh, apply these four things, watch your business grow. And please, if you haven't already, subscribe. I bring awesome content to you every single Wednesday and I have nothing to sell you as Hermosi would say, at least no course to sell you. Maybe one day you'll come on a uh, consulting label as a partner. But other than that, I'll see you guys in the next video.